Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. From the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Coming up, we'll have to get to the, what I think is what we're really like could have legs political story. Democratic Senator Joe Manchin of Virginia announced yesterday he's not going to run for re-election. And more importantly, and that's kind of a big deal anyway, because a Republican will almost certainly win that seat. And the Senate has been basically tied now for years. So that's a big deal. Well, and the electoral map looks way, way better for Republicans since only a third of senators run every two years. But the big thing to me is he he said out loud, I'm going to tour the country and see if there is a hunger for a third way, a third party, and he might join up with that group. What's Lieberman's group? No labels. No labels. Yeah. Um, I don't think there's a chance because the two parties have worked so hard to make sure nobody can ever make any inroads with a third party. I don't think there's any chance anybody wins, but he's he's. I could easily see him sucking off 5, 10, 15%, him and somebody, that would sway the election. I don't know which direction. But yeah. could really have an impact. I'm sure there'll be polling on that soon. Right. Yeah, it'll be a wrinkle, no doubt. When you've had As elections... having one old man who might be headed for prison and one old man who might be headed for the grave isn't wrinkle enough. Right. Um, when you've had elections as close as we have, though, boy, somebody jumping in who could get 5-10%, that's, you know, that could really change things. And I know a lot of people who really value their vote... Like it's, um, uh, I don't feel this way, but a lot of people do. I vote for whatever I think is would the person that's closer to the outcome I want. Mm-hmm. But some people can't vote for somebody they don't like. 
They value their vote that way. And so I, the, the, there are quite a few human beings in America who say, I cannot cast a vote for Donald Trump. I cannot cast a vote for Joe Biden. Yeah. So they would cast a vote for someone else. Yeah. Particularly somebody who answers to the description that Joe uh, Manchin would. Right. He's a pretty moderate guy. Interesting. Yeah, we'll I'd say. Uh, we've got some absolutely priceless audio for you after a quick uh, look at the email. We were running late because we're always running late and didn't get to mailbag. A couple of these uh, bear being aired. Steve writes, guys, pandas don't do much. Not much going on for them. One eyewitness account states, yeah, the panda comes up, looks at you, eats, shoots, and leaves. Which is one of those uh, great uh, illustrations of punctuation matters. Yeah, that's the title of a book all about that sort of thing. Eats, shoots, and leaves. Yeah. What's uh, what's the one with children? Come, let's eat children. <laughs> Come, let's eat children. Okay, right. gotcha. Yeah. Anyway, I thought that was funny. Uh, on the topic of Kamala Harris's rise, as described by the great Katie Grimes of the California Globe, her whole career came about because she was uh, uh, Willie Brown's lover. Willie Brown, the most powerful they, man in th- California th- politics th- in the 20th I'm century. I'm not comfortable with this. They may have been deeply in love. That happens. Yeah, okay, fine. Weren't just lovers. It wasn't just sex. They were soulmates. Uh, whatever, dude. And one of them grew. They grew apart. Anyway, uh, the only reason she's anybody is because she was the girlfriend of the most powerful guy in California. She has no talent whatsoever. He grew to be tired of explaining things to her. Well, she has some talent, evidently. Uh, But Dan from Walnut Creek, California says, so I guess you could say Kamala Harris' rise came about simultaneously with Willie Brown's rise. I believe that to be a childish double entendre, and it's beneath you, Dan. Do better. Be better. Reminds me, I came across a story. uh, Some rich guy has got this... Uh, it's electronic shocks to get over ED. You sh- get shocked to get over ED or it, to give it to you? M- well, who would want to give themselves ED? Who would want to get shocked? Well, if you have ED, if you've suffered from ED, it's a it's a it's a it's a, it's a nightmare. Oh, I get that, but so getting electric shocks helps. Uh, apparently, it does. And, but the guy said it's excruciating. Oh, chimney! But it really works. Wow. Wow. Uh, Sonia, I don't know. I got to see her first. I don't know. That's going to hurt. Sonia, um, <laughs> wow. Uh, Sonia points out that uh, she was listening to the uh, Armstrong and Getty Extra Large podcast with, uh, with Katie Grimes from the other day. Um, guys, as I listen to Obama's speech to the pod people, uh, I'm reminded of the cadence and delivery of Kamala Harris. The difference, of course, is that Barack Obama's words and point are intelligible, but he speaks with the same, I'm really laying something on you, smugness. Anyway, just an observation, maybe Kamala attempts to sound like him to up her credibility. Well, as Katie Grimes pointed out, as she was getting, the day she was getting inaugurated as California's attorney general, all of her people ran around to the press and told her, Kamala, which is what she'd been going by, her whole career wanted to be Kamala because it sounded more like Obama, <laughs> which is dumb because she's dumb. She's dumb. So, OK, yeah. So Barack Obama, who's not dumb, he's a very smart guy, has that cadence. She took the cadence, but doesn't have the wattage. Right. And yeah. everyone knows it. Well said. Well said. And then two more quick ones before we get to the priceless audio we uh, mentioned. Uh, Darren writes, a few weeks ago, you guys shared the simple advice that if something takes less than a minute, do it right now. 
Mm. I decided to keep an eye open for those things, and it's been amazing to see how many times I pull off simple things that would be quick to do instead of letting them, uh, you know, uh, grow. Uh, once I started doing those small things right away, it was like a switch was flipped and snowballed into being more productive overall. KDTLCP, keep dropping those life-changing pearls. Darren. That is a good one. You know, I adopted, it was your New Year's resolution years ago, but it's stuck in my head. Do it, do it now. I do that with a bunch of stuff, which is similar to that. If it's going to take like a minute, just do it right now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, 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 it's huge. I actually forgot we'd talked about that. I need to have like a, a dry race board or, I don't know, signs. or. So you, out of your mouth, yes. came a pearl of wisdom. Yes. But you didn't remember it. Correct. Okay. Welcome to my world. And then finally, Gary uh, writes, Guys, I was in final negotiations with a buyer for a hotel I was selling. He kept bringing up ludicrous issues that were not worthy of serious discussion. Finally, I closed my notepad, moved away from the table, and said clearly, I believe you're over-egging the pudding. And I left the office. An hour later, he called to say he was signing the letter of intent. $84 million, boys. Nice work. Gary, I believe the wow. traditional tip for that service is 1%. Wow. Check would be fine or hit my Venmo up. <laughs> All right, so the woke crowd with their... Ridiculous attitudes about life, which they did not teach themselves. Right. Always got to remember that. I remember that about my own kids whenever they have certain attitudes or whatever. I uh, I have a role in this. Look to America's indoctrination factories, schools, universities, and media. Here is a Gen Z young woman pulled over. I think the cop explains what she was pulled over for. Yeah. Uh, let's go ahead and roll the first one, Michael. It's 10. Do you understand what's going on, though? Yes. You're going into oncoming traffic. I know, and I just decided that it was better just to turn around. I just have, like, really bad social anxiety and stuff. I get you. I don't just go ahead and step out. Right back here, please. Miss Perry? Am I... Well, I'm non-binary, so... Okay. How can I refer to you tonight, Kai? Okay. okay. Hey, I'm smelling alcohol. No. How much have you consumed tonight? Like probably through Jane. I need to run you through some tests right now. Stand facing me, please. But I just want you to know that I also have very bad social anxiety. You and me both. Focus on my finger, please. I am. You're just like trying to intimidate me. I don't know how I'm trying to do that. This is the test. As you know, as an indigenous person and there's a bunch of going around, I'm sorry, but it's just for me to be on my toes. Wow. I you. She pulled that out of her holster fast. Wow. Wow. So social anxiety, non-binary and indigenous so far. Well, with the world's most gentle cop, by the way. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I thought that you didn't give her any of the lecture there at the beginning. You're going the wrong way. A lot of people get killed that way. Yeah. Yeah. There. Yeah. There was no intimidation, but let's roll on. Now with your right foot, place it in front of your left in a heel-to-toe touching manner with your arms by your side, just like this, ma'am. Can you not call me ma'am, please? I'm trying my hardest. Okay, cool. Okay. It means a lot to me. I'm trying my hardest. I don't feel like a man, so... Okay. It's kind of triggering. Right foot in front of your left. Nope, go back. I'm sorry, but the whole man thing, just like... I apologize. Oh Let's God. see if we can move forward from it. You have zero questions? No, but I just want to tell you that I suffer from really bad anxiety, especially uh, with generational trauma and PTSD oh. around 
white people and cops. Like, Boy, speaking of dry erase boards, they're one of those flip charts you use at phony meetings at work. Y- you got to write it down to keep track of it. So she's triggered, has PTSD, and generational trauma? Was that it? Well, yeah, she, she's gender fluid, so you don't call right. her ma'am. Oh, that's what triggered her, right. Yeah. yeah, and generational trauma, right, and the indigenous thing, and then she suffers from anxiety, especially around, I think she said, white people and cops. Uh, well, yeah, she's going to get into that, for sure. Uh, well, she, I think she just said it there at the end. But um, uh, I, I would be anxious in that situation because I was drunk and driving the wrong way on the freeway, and oh my God, I could have died, I could have killed someone else, and I am going to go to jail, and this is going to be really expensive. That's where my anxiety would be coming from. Not because I was indigenous. Can you imagine going immediately to, you triggered me. You called me ma'am. You triggered me. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You have way bigger problems than that happening right at this moment. I'm going to speak with you right over here, okay? No. Yes, ma'am. Go ahead and place your hands behind your back. Don't, dude. Don't make don't, it hard. Please. Don't make it hard. Don't. You're being Come a here. white man and Come don't. Here. I followed all of your shit. Like, as an indigenous person, like, you guys. You guys are scaring me. There's nothing to be afraid of. Yes, You're being a white man. <laughs> as an indigenous. All day long, baby. As an indigenous person, F you guys. <laughs> Wow. Wow. I, I, you know, as a dad, as a, as a humorist, I am highly entertained as a dad. (laughs) I'm like that poor young woman, ma'am, girl, she doesn't have a chance. No, she's in a bad spot. Now, does she actually have anxiety? She certainly might, sure. but, but she's got a whole bunch of other fake things, so <laughs> I don't know if the anxiety's real. <laughs> well, and she's a classic case of what uh, Jonathan Haidt and Greg Lukianoff wrote about in The Coddling of the American Mind, that she has been taught anxiety and fear and and uh, victimhood. She catastrophizes everything. So there she is, pulled over for going the wrong way in traffic, drunk. Which is like at the very top of the you're going to kill somebody pyramid. Mm. And her concern is that the cop called her ma'am. Because that is the biggest problem in her mind. Now, granted, she was drunk. But the fact that that was the biggest problem in her mind is proof that Lukianoff and Height were right. She has catastrophized the smallest offense to the point that it's a bigger problem than what you were talking about. Yikes! That is something, isn't it? I have generational trauma. What are you talking about? And as a indigenous person, is that what she said? Or? Yeah. F you guys. You're being a white man. Wow. Can't, can't help it, baby. <laughs> you hire her at your company, you've just hired a heapin' helpin' a trouble. Right? Oh, yeah. You're being a white man? Pass. <laughs> pass. Hard pass. Uh, any comment on that? Text line 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Here Vivek Ramaswamy criticized Nikki Haley's daughter for using TikTok during last night's debate. Haley told Ramaswamy to, quote, keep my daughter's name out of your voice. And even though he was thousands of miles away, Chris Rock instinctively ducked. <laughs> So Haley and all the others are running to in case something happens to Trump and something that could happen to Trump is all the trials that are going on right now. So the judge in the classified documents case has said she will not postpone the Florida trial date, but left open the possibility of pushing back the trial at a later date, which is postponing it. So I don't know what that means, but um, uh, that one's scheduled in March. There are three trials that are scheduled for right around March. Just coincidentally? Yes, it's not political. As he wraps up the nomination, headed into the, okay, let's do the big dump here of the last eight months of the election on trying to tear down Trump. Uh, it's just, uh, you. I'm not a big Trump guy at this point, but you will not convince me that this isn't an orchestrated maneuver by at least some of these I'm not a big Trump guy, and it clearly is an orchestrated maneuver. And they are driving thousands and thousands of people into Trump's camp with their naked effort to screw the election. So I was listening to uh, Andrew McCarthy. He's uh, uh, a man of the right, writes for National Review, and was a former prosecutor. So he's one of the go-to legal people on Fox or any of those places. And I was listening to a podcast yesterday, particularly around the whole trial that's going on in New York right now that's going after Trump's business and just how nakedly obvious that one is timed for now. Oh, yeah. Because these are business deals that were years ago. He's been doing the same thing forever. Why now? And how? And it's worth mentioning always, nobody involved in those deals had any problem with them or has any problem now. So it's kind of weird that New York has this law at all, that the government can just step in and say, we don't think that was a fair deal, even though both parties were perfectly okay with it. The fact that the law, but the law is on the books, so they have the legal right to do it. But Andrew McCarthy pointed out, and I missed this somehow, it's never been used before. Mm -hmm. This will be the first time 
it's ever been done in New York with the guy who's almost certainly going to be the Republican candidate. Yeah. Doesn't that worry you a great deal? And also the angle, and this is true, too, you have to believe that this prosecutor woman, what's her name? I forget her Letitia name. Letitia James. Letitia James is better at valuing property than J.P. Morgan Stanley. Yes. She knows more about what a property's worth than they do. Those poor, naive sons of bitches, they don't know how to do big-time, multi-million dollar deals, and they got hoodwinked. I better step in as a prosecutor woman who happens to hate Trump Having and tell run them. run on, I'll get Trump, yes. And tell them that you got screwed somehow. We did. We made, we made the deal. He's been making our payments. We knew what we were getting into. We've got the best experts in the world at figuring out what stuff is worth. And we're still happy with the deal. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah, we didn't contact anybody and say we were getting screwed. It is clearly a political hit job. That is so awful. Yep. Yep. And by the way, that's already decided, if you haven't been following that. The judge decided that Trump is guilty of overvaluing properties. They're just working on the how much penalty there is phase now. Yeah. Yep. God, that is outrageous. Then when people despise the left, they're like, why? What did we do? It's unbelievable. Spicy times. Armstrong and Getty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Tragedy that Palestine is facing, and that is like because of the Israeli government um, and because of our tax dollars, I think it's really scary, and I don't like it. Do you think it's possible for Hamas to free the hostages who are in Gaza right now? They've tried. So Hamas has tried to free it the really hostages. Has said, we do not want the hostages. You're calling the Hamas terrorists. Some would call them terrorists. You're calling them freedom fighters. Great. That's interviews with some of the pro-Palestine protesters in New York City. Another night of tens of thousands that looked like on the streets and uh, and yelling the stuff that they yell about from the river to the sea and the um, uh, uh, make the intifada intifada go worldwide and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, um, which is obviously interesting, especially in New York, because that's the biggest concentration of Jewish people in the entire world is in New York. This is in Boca Raton, Florida, 
last night where you had protesters on both sides of a highway. You had uh, pro-Israel people on one side and the pro-Palestine, pro-Hamas, however you want to view it on the other side. But man, it was just so hot. They were so angry at each other and kept crossing the street and the cops would have to get involved. People start throwing punches and they'd get them spread apart again with traffic going back and forth between them. But then they'd run across the street and start fighting each other again. Here's a little of how, how that sounded. They're you're, doing you're that. scared to step foot on there. I die for my people. You're, you're scared. You're scared. I thought it's not moved out there. Sign's been thrown. I don't want to fucking talk to you. Shut up. On to the next. Which one? Die. Do it in my face. Do it to me. Been thrown to you. What about you? Come on. What about you? Come on. You. Come on. Yeah, dueling rallies in Boca Raton, Florida. A masked man tells Jewish and pro-Israel protesters, if you couldn't understand what he was saying there, he would go fight in Gaza if it meant he'd be able to kill them right now. Nice. That's what he was saying to some Jewish people there in Florida. Take off your mask, you coward. Another one of the biggest concentrations of Jews in the entire world in Florida. Mm-hmm. Boca Raton specifically. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, wearing a mask. I mean, if you're if you're standing out there saying... I wish I could go fight in Gaza and kill Jews right now. You're a terrorist. Ain't nobody in Boca Raton oppressing anybody. Except maybe their pool cleaner. But isn't he violating some law? Yeah, terroristic threats. Although that was vague enough. Um, yeah, it's just sick. But if you misgender somebody, you get doxxed. And your address and place of work and boss's phone number get put on social media and you might lose your job. But you can stand on the street and say, I'm, uh, I would join Hamas right now if I could and kill Jews. And nothing happens to you? No. No, it's because the uh, organ of enforcement is the media, the major media. And they are sympathetic to the point of view being screeched by those people. Are we still in the growing phase or do you think this is going to taper off? Boy, that's a great question. That that's the question. This is this episode, the Hamas attack on Israel, the reaction, and the reaction of the reaction. Um, this is a major moment in Americans being aware of how insane the progressive left is. How that push and pull plays out over the next decade, I don't know. Another billionaire pulled his money from one of your prestigious universities. I don't remember which one, but it's happened at a whole bunch of them. And I, uh, from what I understand and what I read, there's a real split going on in Hollywood right now. So it's not as, you know, universally uh, universal as the Ron DeSantis don't say gay bill or something, you know, that Hollywood all bans behind. They 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 aren't all uh, together on this one. And you had the violence outside the what is the name of that place in Los Angeles? Museum of Tolerance. The Museum of Tolerance. You have people yeah. fighting. What's her name? The uh, the Israeli beauty who was in Wonder Woman. Um yeah, she held a screening of Gal Gadot. Yeah. Um, she held a screening of videos of what happened on October 7th so people would understand it. Um, and but those are hard to watch. Yeah. Well, she's Israeli, and there are many Jewish folks involved in show business. And they're not super cool with the whole, from the river to the sea, Palestine will be free of Jews chant. So, yeah, the the great divorce is people... 
And the center and on the left, realizing how insane the progressive left is, how ugly they are, they're neo-Marxists. I'm not some sort of paranoid John Birch Society guy from 1950. They're neo-Marxists. They want to tear everything down and build some sort of imagined people's utopia with the same result as the rest of the people's utopias that have been tried, widespread death and oppression. If you're not fighting it now... Start as soon as you can, please. This is not for play. They have the universities and the media. This is not theoretical. You got Jews being beaten down and their windows broken. This is not the Armstrong and Getty show from Germany 1938. Right, and that that poor old guy uh, also in Los Angeles that got killed when he got hit with a uh, megaphone or whatever, and he fell over and hit his head and died. So the video shows at the scene right before the Paul Kessler was assaulted in Ventura County, California, Hitler should have smashed you. You were born in hell. Israel will burn in hell. They were yelling before they hit him with the megaphone. These people would have made fabulous Nazis. Fully qualified. You think about all the minor issued transgressions that have become national stories in the last couple of years. And this Paul Kessler one, I feel like if you're not like a Fox News person or AM radio person, you don't you don't even hardly know about it. No, no, no. You'd you'd be completely unaware of it. You'd certainly not have heard his name. Actual Nazis. Yeah. Killing mm-hmm. Jewish people in Los Angeles. Never again. And it's not really that big a story. Wow, crazy. Yeah, I would say. Oh, that reminds me. There's an absolutely fabulous piece uh, in the Wall Street Journal journal written by a uh, federal judge and his uh, clerk, I believe. Social justice is injustice. We ought to get to that. Maybe we'll do that next segment. It's really, really good and eloquent. Um, Kind of preaching to the choir around here, but I think it's good to be armed with solid arguments uh, if you're on the sane side of this stuff. Because the college kids have been indoctrinated over and over again. They have all the slogans. That's all they have. There's there's no way to support their point of view except chanting slogans. Nobody ever said to Chairman Mao, hey, uh, the great leap forward, uh, people are starving to death in the countryside. No, you're either chanting the slogans or you're getting beaten down. Oh, I wanted to get this on the air because I was reading the Tom Friedman column in the New York Times. And uh, he is really concerned that Israel's going too far and, and that, that definitely thinks Bibi Netanyahu is the wrong guy for the job. So that's a different conversation and issue and all that sort of stuff. But he was giving some context to the whole situation over there. According to Israel's official Central Bureau of Statistics, there are nine and a half million people that live in Israel. Of those, under 7 million are Jewish. So, of those 9.5 million, I didn't know this, 74% are Jewish, 2 million are Arab, and about half a million are neither. The Palestinian Bureau of Statistics has the the, uh, population in the West Bank at over 3 million. As we all know by now, Gaza is about 2 million. So, 7 million Jews are going to have to control the areas of 5 million Palestinians in the West Bank and Gaza and run those areas somehow. Temporarily. 
Okay, until what? Cal- nobody calm has, is restored. Nobody has that answer. Right. But that those numbers are a little more shocking than I had realized. Seven million Jews indefinitely controlling the lives of five million Palestinians. I don't yeah, know how workable are, that is. I don't know what other option there is either. But. There are Arab Jews who are full participants in Israeli society, too. And the last thing in the world they want is Hamas or the uh, Palestinian Authority to be in charge. They like being Israelis. Um, so they'll be part of it, too. But, yeah, just till calm is restored, which might be a year or might be 50 years. Uh, also worth oh, pointing oh, out, yeah. if you, speaking of Bibi Netanyahu and his sins, and, and they are many, including... Being the uh, the poster boy for I'm a hard ass and I'll keep you safe, and then he did the opposite of that. Um, no, you gotta. I, I don't like. I didn't follow all the stuff with the Supreme Court and all those changes in their government, and everything like mm-hmm. that. But you gotta vote out a guy, no matter what. I don't care what his politics are. You gotta vote out the guy that was in charge when Hamas came through your fences like that. Right. Sure, he's gone. Yeah, he will be. But anyway, what I was working toward was if you believe that. A lot of the ultra-right in Israel with their illegal settlements on the West Bank and and that sort of thing um, was evil. You had a good case, and you could have absolutely worked toward more justice for the people on the West Bank and and to a lesser extent Gaza, because Israel hasn't been in Gaza for many, many years. Um, But now that's over. Hamas ended any chance of that. It's done. Hamas did that intentionally. You're spouting your slogans your professor taught you. But I was just thinking to your idea that there are, uh, you know, there are a whole bunch of Palestinians that aren't down with Hamas, I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though they voted for Hamas, there's a whole bunch of people that didn't. And you're, as you're saying, there are a bunch of Arabs in Israel. that. Are, but it's just like our conversation from last segment about Trump. I'm not that Trumpy, but I see him getting railroaded. I'm on Trump's side now. Right. That could happen in the blink of an eye with all those Arabs in Israel and all those Palestinians. Just one one strafing too many by Israel at a certain point, certain thing happens. All right, now I'm with you. Now I'm with Hamas. Now I'm now 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 they're in my that can happen really fast. Absolutely. Yeah. It might have happened already. Which is what Iran wanted. Exactly yeah. what they wanted. Coming up, social justice is injustice. Good stuff. Oh, we got a what's the hilarious thing we're going to get to at some point? I want to I want to tease the fact that we got something hilarious at some point. Ah, the hilarious thing, karaoke DJ freakout. We'll just leave it there. <laughs> okay, yes, we will get to that at some point. Stay here. Armstrong and Getty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER.
If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So your tease was unhinged karaoke DJ. Yes. Okay. Yes. I'll stay tuned for that. I'll try to finish this and leave time for that this segment. It's like dessert coming up. Great opinion piece, Wall Street Journal. Social justice is injustice. When federal judges take the oath of office, they say, quote, I will administer justice without respect to persons and do equal right to the poor and to the rich. These words come from the Bible and reflect a key principle of justice in the American tradition. Shaped by our Judeo-Christian heritage, justice isn't about power. Whether a party is right or wrong in a dispute doesn't depend on that person's identity and social station. For a long time, Americans have stood by that idea, considering it obvious. A powerful person could be regarded as a good guy or a bad guy, depending on how he amassed and used his power. Powerless person might be virtuous or evil, depending on how he dealt with his circumstances. No longer is it obvious. For many Americans today, justice, often with the modifier social before it, is precisely about power. Rejecting the biblical ideal codified in our judicial oath, our academics, uh, intelligentsia, and public figures have embraced the idea that power tells you all you need to know about who is right and who is wrong. This is clear as some of our best and brightest side with the Hamas terrorists in their war against Israel. To those who believe in the biblical idea of justice, defending Israel's right to destroy those who commit atrocities against innocents isn't simple, but it involves a moral analysis that yields a clear conclusion. One must look at who acts virtually and who acts viciously. Though no country is virtuous all the time, Israel seeks peace and in war doesn't specifically target civilians. Israel holds no kidnapped babies, nor does it steal billions of dollars of foreign aid to build tunnels where terrorists can hide while using women and children as human shields. Hamas is unfathomably evil by any traditional measure to Israelis and Gazans. Its barbarism is unjustifiable even if Palestinians have legitimate grievances against Israel. I would throw in that of course they do. Absolutely they do. But to those who believe power analysis is the key to justice, siding with Palestinians, even to the point of cheering Hamas's atrocities, is simple. Israel is powerful and Palestinians aren't. Therefore, whatever Palestinians, even terrorist groups that don't speak for all Palestinians do, is justified. Among those who believe the trendy logic, the Academy, justice is done with respect to persons. Doing equally right to rich and poor wrongly entrenches the power of the rich. Recently, a video surfaced of a brave young woman speaking in Israel's defense at Columbia University. She began her remarks with the obligatory announcement of identities. I am an African-American, Native American, Jewish woman. She then exposed her fellow students' hypocrisy on issues of identity. I'm going to skip ahead a little bit. Um, and she learned, quote, that amongst my peers who openly advocate for the destruction of one Jewish, the one Jewish state, the desire to uplift and accept me is restricted only to the identities of mine they deem worthy. So if she touts one identity, she's worthy and lifted up. If she touts the other identity, she's evil and an evildoer. Boy, if you can't see the evil there. Mm. Anyway, plunging on. To maintain the principle of equal justice for all, students must not be trained to show they belong to a marginalized group for their arguments to be treated as legit. 
Legitimate. But campus orthodoxy demands exactly that. Young people are being programmed to believe that identity is itself an argument. Exactly the fallacy that leads to demonizing Israel and Jews around the world merely because they've been successful by some measures. This pseudo-intellectual dogma has no more place in the academy than the notion that some races are superior or inferior to others. Judges have been understandably reluctant to condemn this worrisome trend, but doing so should be uncontroversial for all who took that oath. Truth and rightness don't depend on race, color, nationality, sex, religion, net worth, or power. Murdering innocence is always wrong, so is cheering it on. This is the view we are sworn to bring to the courtroom, maintaining it is critical to the rule of law. Finally... Though advocates of the new justice now target Jews in Israel, their eyes are trained on upending the fundamental principles of a free and fair society. Ignoring how our educational institutions are training young Americans not only turns a blind eye to the moral perversity among those who celebrate terrorism, it also fills our country with injustice. Amen to that, Judge Solomon. I got more to add to that from a Elon Musk podcast I heard yesterday. Hmm. Two and a half hours. It's plenty. Fascinating guy on many, many topics. But I'll talk about that later because I want to get the dessert on that we promised. Fight this any chance you get, friends. Having said that, Michael, does this deserve any... How much description does it need? Uh, just a little just a little bit. Um, it's karaoke, but this kid is going to do a heavy metal song. And this we will join right as he is hitting the heavy metal lyric. And then the DJ goes bananas. <laughs> Okay. All right. Angry karaoke DJ. I've been rolling. I've been doing karaoke DJ since the carpenters ruled the charts. Now that was music. Not that hollering. You think that's funny? Ha ha ha! Thirteen dollars in my tip jar. What's funny is that the angry karaoke guy has got the voice of the heavy metal singing dude, like those songs. Arr! Like the Cookie Monster. But, but then, <laughs> and then the karaoke or the the guy who was singing the heavy metal songs, dude. I didn't know there were rules. (laughs) (laughs) It's common sense. You don't yell into a microphone. (laughs) Denver would never sing like that. Dude, since what are the rules? (laughs) (laughs) Wow, that's unfortunate. Spoiling the fun that is karaoke. Oh, boy. That is kind of funny to get up and do the heavy metal (laughs) kind of singing at a karaoke. It really is. And he only got $13. (laughs) Well, he made that clear. That was insufficient to be putting up with that crap. Blow it out my speakers! Dude. (laughs) Dude. (laughs) Wow. Wow, again. It's sad to hear karaoke go so wrong.
So we've been attacked 46 times by Iran and their proxies and haven't done much back. Is that a good idea? We'll talk to a military expert about that coming up. Armstrong and Getty. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 